0: folks and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. When I say Gab, you say no, we're we're seriously not going to do that. I, of course, am Gabriel, and this is my good buddy, Mr. Kevin. Hello. Chris is going to be out this week as he is having his blood replaced with pure grain alcohol in an attempt to simultaneously become the most Scottish Scott, Australian Aussie, and Finnish Finn to have ever existed. Last week, Kevin and Chris talked about the challenges, uh, various challenges and uh, other sundry details I don't exactly remember. No,
1: well, this no, week... Chris huh we actually talked about 7.3.5 oh
0: 7.3.5 there you go mm-hmm. uh and uh this week kevin and i are going to be talking about uh, a lot of the uh recently released information rela- relating to the bfa alpha the battle for azeroth alpha uh so just we'd like you to know that uh, we want something else to get us through this semi-charm kind of life baby baby maybe
1: um so how you doing how you doing kevin i'm doing good how are you doing buddy
0: i'm doing absolutely fantastic buddy you know i am um so uh what's what's your week been like
1: um we did some antorus heroic raiding and we just did a fun run last night um we got down Varimothras. that was Mm -hmm. really fun um so we're one step closer to getting done the uh entire antorus raid so that's cool um i also did a bunch of fishing
0: yeah I, I i i read in discord uh which uh you know of course as always the discord link is going to be in the show description uh the invite link is going to be in the show description uh that uh you were doing a shitload of fishing you were trying to get your uh
1: artifact pull all the way up right yes i'm trying to get it all the way up chris is so hard. I uh, just shut your damn mouth. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually trying to max out the artifact power on my fishing pole. Mm-hmm. Um, it's e- easier said than done. And the last few levels really take a lot to level it up because um, the artifact fish that you fish up only mm-hmm. give you 50 AP. Yep. So while they, you know, continue to raise the bar on how many fish you need or how much AP you need, they're not raising the level of fish or anything like that. So, um, yeah, you have to fish for like hours and hours and hours.
0: Have you been um, are you doing uh, the Stormheim and uh, I want to say it's Azuna?
1: No, I'm not doing those like just fishing up the AP fish it's yeah. i don't know now there's other there are other ways to do it that it's a little better um i think one of the best ways is uh Suramar, actually because you can the, get the, a the, sleeping merlock mur- yeah and when you put him down and collect the fish from him you get like 20 or 30 um as well as you know several pools of you know getting actual fish and some of these uh, special the
0: kel up uh, in the center yeah. yeah in the center of the map just north with that tributary system yeah mm-hmm. that's a really good one to do um i think just like in terms of like pure time investment though you know uh personally i think I, I i that's how i did most of my leveling on my artifact poll was through uh azuna through the uh Queenfish brooch and uh the the moose knuckle ring or whatever it was called Moose bone <laughs> ring. <laughs> I it ring. I, no. It's a moose bone ring or something oogle, like that. I don't oogle, know. Oogle, oogle, ring, oogle. Ring, something oogle. like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah that's I'm what a, I do. I'm actually catching fish for the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, Lavisher Mar feasts. I mean, so. yeah, if you're trying to make feasts, yes.
0: Doing it the other way is probably the best way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't really care about feasts, you know, uh, it's probably best. You know, if you're just going for, like, raw AP, yeah, it's probably best to do it the other way. But if you're, like, actually trying to do stuff with the shit you're getting to, yeah, you're doing it the right way. What about you? Um, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone, a uh, lot of Warframe, a <laughs> lot of Path of Exile, and uh, I did play a little bit of WoW, uh, experimenting with the level scaling, uh, with the leveling scaling that's uh, been put into place. Uh, what did you think about that? It was good. I liked it. Uh, it wasn't quite, you know, the... Uh, uphill both ways in the driving snow that it was back mm-hmm. in Vanilla and D.C. But it is harder. It's 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 a lot harder, and it's uh, really interesting. Um, Did you use heirlooms or not? No, to start with, I didn't put heirlooms on. Yeah, I didn't have the heirlooms on. I didn't have any, like, potion elixirs of the greater mind or whatever, anything crazy like that. I just... I had it on. I, d- I just... St- started a character on a server that I used to use a long time ago and I don't anymore and just kind of had some fun. Okay. I think I got like, I got to like level 10 or 15 in the night. It was 20. Possibly. I don't know. I I actually haven't touched the character since then, but, um, Hmm. I was just experimenting, seeing how it went, because I'll be honest, I'm probably going to you know go through some of those old characters, you know, those low level characters that had just kind of stopped and just take them into a zone and go through the entire zones level experience. Yeah. Um, alternatively, I would really enjoy, you know, grinding boars from one to 60 like that guy did on that stream. <laughs> OK. Because there is a guy I will try. I will track the video down. I'll track the VOD down and put it in the description. But there is a guy who leveled from one to 60 killing nothing but boars in like Goldshire. Interesting.
1: Um, Yeah, I noticed that the leveling experience in the Mythic Dungeon, or the regular dungeons, now that they have time walking open, um, feels a lot different than it used to. It's no longer, you know, just like kill stuff really easily. Like, you definitely have Mm -hmm. to put a little work into it and try to follow the mechanics. Um, Yeah, you got to get some thought to it nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, I was glad to see that it did affect the time walking dungeons for that reason.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm super super stoked about it. It's been nothing but really interesting to watch so far and to be mm-hmm. a part of. So really can't wait to see how it keeps going. Yep. Um, so I heard uh Chris is uh has like I said, uh, Chris is having all of his blood replaced with pure grain alcohol at this point. So we can only assume that he's likely uh face down in a puddle of his own vomit at this point.
1: Yeah. Especially yeah, at what, uh, five o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, five in the afternoon in uh, yeah, four or five <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that's that's prime drinking time for those uh, Scottish people. Yeah, I mean, every every point in time is prime drinking time for Scottish people. But I mean, that's beside the point. Um, No offense to this. Actually, yeah, total offense meant to the Scots. Um, Come fight me, bro. There you go. Uh, say that to say that to me <laughs> online and not to my face, fucker.
1: I, I don't even know. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: As friend of the show Kaylee would say, fight me in real life. Fight me IRL scumbag. <laughs> uh, so listener feedback, what
0: do we get? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll talk about Twitter since Chris isn't here and the- okay. Chris usually talks about Twitter. Is that okay? Do it. <clears throat> So, uh, at Arlie82, which is Arlie, friend of the show. Uh, so, okay, so challenge skin for bear was pretty er- easy originally. And then they nerfed ya a bunch, and now it's one of the hardest because they have no active mitigation anymore. Boo-hoo! Druids were, like, the best tanks through most of the expansion. So, mm. boo-hoo, I'm so sad for you. Druid, uh, yeah, I think Druid has been consistently top-tier tank for the, like, entire expansion, so... Boohoo! I'm so sad for you all. Uh, try being a paladin. It's still hard as balls as paladin. <laughs> uh, it's been hard as balls since the beginning, and it's still hard as balls at this point because paladin is so gear-dependent. Um, also, uh, we got a comment from somebody we don't know. Oh, my God. Somebody that's not part of our circle of friends? That's Kevin? crazy. It's insanity. Uh, so we did get a... Uh, message from Kristen, uh, at Disney girl 85, uh, your intro music always makes me dance. Uh, we are super stoked that, uh, you all like the intro music. I'm not Kevin and Chris are because they love it. I'm, I I've, have never, I've made it very clear, uh, over the last <laughs> year that, uh, I am not a huge fan of the music, but, uh, I got outvoted. So, uh, and, uh, we are going to go ahead and make sure that we put a really nice, big, prominent link in this week. Uh, but every week we do, if you check the uh, show description, uh, you are going to see the link to the people who did it, which is a uh, royalty-free group called Argo Fox. Uh, their stuff is really fantastic. Um, you get to use their stuff. It's royalty-free. Uh, just make sure you credit them, uh, which we do every week. Uh, we absolutely love them. We need to call them out more often because this is
1: like... Everybody apparently really loves the goddamn song, so yeah, it's uh, called "Hero" by Doctor Vox, and you mm-hmm. can find it on YouTube. And there will be a link in the show description. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, royalty-free
0: group is Argo Vox. You can find them on SoundCloud, uh, and you can also find the rest of the inf- rest of the stuff over on SoundCloud. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so I heard that. Uh, uh, somebody f- smeared feces all
1: over our SoundCloud. By the way, that is true. Friend of the show Vish posted a bunch of comments on our episode number fifty-two, um, and SoundCloud gives you this feature Thank you, Vish. where you can actually like put inline comments during the show. So without actually going back and listening to the show and hearing where the or seeing where the pop-ups are for the different. Um, notes that she's put in it's very difficult to tell what all these comments were about um, Chris did you see any that stuck out to you that you wanted to point out uh, this called me a casual <laughs> filthy casual
0: she called me a filthy casual yeah uh, I can only assume uh, because of how the inline commenting system works, I can only assume it's directly related to me not playing ladder on Starcraft 2, to which I, uh, I, I I, say you can go to hell because I did all my ladder and Wings of Liberty and Heart of the Swarm. OK, I did all my ladder back then. Not anymore. I'm done with it. I'm
1: done with competitive play. <laughs> um, uh,
0: anything that jumped out
1: at you? Oh, God, so many comments. Um, she makes comments saying that uh, the rep grind is not fun, but she doesn't want to pay for allied races. So I don't understand how she can say both of those things in the same comment stream.
0: Well, uh, I mean, most of the time, the uh, extra races have just been bundled in. I think, the, I think the concern might be, you know, allied races as an extra cost on top of everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, considering that, you know, we're not in a model where you pay for stuff like we are already paying a subscription fee. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. She says a bunch. She says that you're a filthy casual again. I think like several times throughout the show.
0: Multiple times I'm called a filthy casual and it's okay, Vish, because, uh, you know what? This, 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 this love hate thing we've got going on. It's mostly hate, hate, though. Um this thing we got going on it's fantastic i
1: love yep. it it's great and this this keeps, is uh this is the second week in a sh- second week in a row that vish had mentioned me not using shackle or shackling something so, yeah um yes I've, so Vish I found is trying to keep us button. true
0: she's trying to keep us honest she's keeping us honest
1: yeah i also she's would like all to, of our asses i would also like to note that uh vish is a repair freak She has to repair her gear all the time and um, I'm, I'm i'm literally the same way though <laughs> I, I, I.
0: If I pass by a vendor uh, that that I know can repair my gear, I will like as I'm running by, I'll stop and I'll jump and I'll spin in midair and I'll repair my
1: gear and then just keep going. So yes, best you've been called out. Let's hear why are you why are you so into repairing stuff? That's that's reasonable. It's better to repair your shit than have it break in the middle of a dungeon. <laughs>
0: this is also true. How many times have you had your gear broken at a dungeon Kevin?: A few, a few times. Uh-huh. And how many times could you have corrected that by actually repairing your gear before you
1: went to the dungeon? I don't nah, I don't know I probably could have. All right, let's move on the discord feedback, and the gamer points out that she remembers doing preparing for the worst daily quest so many times, and she's gathered so many supplies for the people that um, you know now they can live through anything, and she's going to head there if there's ever an apocalypse. Do you remember I, what that daily quest was?
0: Uh, I believe she's talking about the Kaluak one uh, up in uh dragon's blight. Was it dragon's blight? Yeah. Dragon's blight in uh, yeah. Dragon's blight in wrath um, of the Lich King. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was uh that was one of the only ways it was one of the few ways to grant Kaluak rep. Okay. I'm pretty certain. That's what she's talking about. I'm not hundred percent. I should have checked this, but i I think she posted this in discord when we were talking about Kaluak rep so I'm okay. pretty sure it's the Calowac quests. I never finished grinding
1: Calowac, so I'm I'm not positive. I never ground uh Karouac to eat it. Calowac. And that's yeah. it's
0: before your time, though. So yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, we also did get a nice little comment. Uh we got a wall of text from uh Rilland Dune, Vincent Minucci, good friend of the show, uh referencing episode fifty one. So this is two episodes back. Uh he agrees with me. Ha! Fuck you, Kevin. Fuck you, Chris. He agrees with me. Destiny 2 is his biggest purchase regret of 2017. Hands down. I am not the only one. So there we go. Um, he also does mention, and this is going to be in relation to us talking about the Overwatch League and things like that, because we were complaining about how Overwatch League doesn't have regional players. Um he mentions that most MLS major league soccer players are Americans, uh, but that's mainly because the Americans are subpar footballers as the, as per the shit performances of the U S M N T, which I have no idea. Uh, U.S. National men's National team. team. I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming it's U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, and the MLS is a supremely subpar league. And to be clear, I am a card-carrying and front-row seat-holding member of the supporter club for the Philadelphia Union, which is the Philly MLS team. And like all Philly teams, they suck.
1: Do you have
0: a comment related to
1: that? Um, Kevin? I don't really follow them, but <laughs> I'm assuming that he's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and lastly,
0: during ice crown symbol, this is going to be back in relation to us talking about, uh, rating on subpar computers because we were talking about the, uh, new increases to the base specs required for the game.
1: Wait, should this start Uh, with back in my day? Uh,
0: Uh, not quite. It's gonna probably sound like it. Uh, but lastly during Icecrown Citadel, which is, that is his back in my day, he was in single-digit FPS on a crappy student discount laptop, and he relied on the sounds of his attacks to time my rotation and low-impact timer mods like Need to Know, and I was both a credit, it was both a credit to my skill and a statement on the dedication of my guild that I was top DPS. I think that more I think that's what the second comment means, but basically, uh, yeah, your guild sucked if you were the top DPS <laughs> and you were doing it based on the sound and uh, timer mods, like, need to know. Uh, yeah, I remember need to know. Um, the guy I talked about who rated with, like, 10 FPS, he had something similar to need to know where it, was ti- where it had his swing timers and a bunch of other stuff, and it was basically just a glowing line on his screen, and that's how he knew when to attack and press the buttons, because he couldn't see shit elsewise. Wow uh he yeah it was basically he used entirely he used DBM and uh that was about it it was like I think it was deadly boss mods at the time and uh or big wigs I think it was actually big wigs he was using big wigs raid warnings and uh the timers to determine when he had to move out of the way of shit and when to actually use his abilities that's crazy I can't even imagine that oh the things we did back in the day son the things we did back in the day Ooh. um so, yeah, and I, I totally agree with just about everything. Um, I don't follow football uh, or soccer as uh, the Americans call it. Uh, and uh, that's about it. Uh, I, I don't even like hand egg with, or football as you Americans call it. Um, but we, that's about it. I don't think we have anything else going on this week. What do you, what, uh, anything else
1: going on with, um, we have some shout outs. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. Um, we have a uh, returning country to the top five start. Well, US, UK, Czech Republic is back in the top five. Sweden has made its return and Canada.
0: A Bork, Bork, Bork. A Fork, A Fork, A Fork, Pork, Pork, Pork. pork. Sweden's in the top five. I'll be damned. <laughs> a Bork, Bork, Bork.
1: Yes. And the gamer They're leading Swedish. the charge from the Czech Republic. We thank you for listening mm-hmm. to the show and joining the Discord. Welcome. Um, welcome to the party if you're from sweden let us know you're from sweden we will shout you out on the show all right awesome uh news this week there's
0: a shitload of news and uh we are already 20 minutes in so let's go ahead and just jump straight into this um so uh, right now, they are doing a little event called Opening Moves on the Blizzard Launcher. It has got a lot of interesting little bits and pieces about, you know, getting into competitive sides of the games. Uh, right now, it is relating to the the Blizzard. The, the WoW one is uh, Before the Gates Open, which is a WoW Arena editorial. Uh, it's just kind of like getting yourself into the uh, mindset of getting ready for an arena match. Uh, there's also going to be a battle for Azeroth question and answer session on Tuesday, 1.30. So that is, uh, January 30th at 12 p.m. Pacific time, which means that is, uh, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, that's gonna be, uh, 7 p.m., uh, GMT, I believe. Sure. Give or take, something like that. It should be just about 7 p.m. GMT.
1: Um, and it's not 130 the time, it's January 30th. It's 130 January thirty. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> uh the 30th of January, which is why I said 12 p.m. Pacific and then I went through all the times, jackass. Um uh Battle for Azeroth alpha build 25902 candidate is out it's not a release candidate it's just the uh alpha client build uh the information for that has been released there is so much goddamn information in that we are not even going to really get into that quite yet that's actually going
1: to be a little bit further down and a lot of it is um, extremely visual so it's yeah there's not a something shitload we can really of models. talk about. Oh,
0: holy crap there are so many fucking models
1: um and i just mentioned the this, cat people
0: uh are you talking about the furries
1: <laughs> no not the furry, the furry fox furry. people uh the
0: Vulpora vul, Vulpura? The Volpea Vulpiro that's those Vulpeera. are fox. It's Vulpine
1: Fox. Okay. Well, yeah. they're the critters, they're awesome. They're awesome looking. Uh furry bait. Uh so
0: <laughs> we also I I don't know what the hell this is. Kevin put this into the show notes at some point. Behind the scenes of an epic WoW cooking battle, and then there's a link to something, so I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Kevin, do you want to explain that?
1: Um they released a video series on um a well-known french wow community member who's been doing some uh cooking online so uh go check that out if you're interested showing you how to make some drinks uh how to make some snacks i don't know it was on there so i threw it on i'm in the cooking stuff like outside of the you know outside of the show like some of that stuff's cool there you are all right whatevs uh (laughs) <laughs> Alright, chums, let's do this. Uh, recruit
0: a friend changes. So there has been some pretty significant changes to the Recruiter friend system with the new level scaling that exists. Um, so instead of receiving... So the way the system is going to work now, uh, instead of receiving the triple bonus to XP, you're now going to be receiving a 50% bonus to your XP. So instead of receiving 200% increased experience, you will now be receiving 50% bonus experience. Um, so. That's kind of a big deal, um, but I'm happy with it because it kind of it, it still keeps you leveling quickly, but at the same time, it still it doesn't gut the whole reason for this level scaling change that exists right now, which is you know get people to experience the content, have it be more uh, relevant uh, to you for a longer period of time. So that is effective uh, January 22nd of this year. Now, if you had already Linked up with another person, you had already RAF'd somebody for XP boost and all that kind of jazz. That will still stay active at the old rates. This is only this information is now relating to new stuff. So a new recruiter friend invite. If you send it out now, it'll be the fifty percent bonus. If you had done it before January twenty second, it will still receive the triple XP, the two hundred percent bonus. Uh, at least until the link between your account expires, ninety days from account date creation. Uh, so, and just reminders: recruiter friend invites are gone after seven days. Uh, Heirloom gear XP bonuses will no longer stack with RAF boosts. So, uh, yeah. So, a lot of the information I'm going to be giving y'all today about this, it's all it relates only to new invites, new RAF boosts that were created. After or on January 22nd, 2018. So uh, if your recruiter friend existed before January 22nd, Heirloom gear will still stack with your bonus XP after though, it will no longer stack with the bonus XP and this is all designed to make it easier uh, to, to increase the time frame that you're going to be spending in the leveling uh, while also you know maintaining that sense of ease you get because you are having a, uh, a recruiter friend boost. Um, so all the other rewards that exist uh, are unchanged still. So, uh, you still will be able to recruit, you summon your friend once every half hour, 30 minutes. Uh, you still get a 10% bonus from killing mobs that grant reputation. Uh, you will also still be able to grant a level for every two levels, your friend gains while the accounts are linked. They can grant one level to one of your characters. Uh, you will still also receive the normal recruiter rewards, including the game time and Epic mounts for any sort of RAF bonuses you may get. So uh big changes to the recruiter friend system. Uh, I'm quite happy with them. They bring them kind of in line with uh, trying to make leveling great again, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh beyond that i think that's about it for warcraft what do you think Does that sounded about right
1: yeah we'll be getting into the water cooler discussion as part of the main topic mm-hmm. so that was the other big piece of news this week yeah
0: okay so we're gonna go ahead and just try to jump real quick through this i've got quite a few of them to go through uh did you want to do um heroes of the storm since that's normally chris's sure. segment Okay, um I'm gonna go ahead and just dump uh Diablo three and Hearthstone real fast. Uh so season twelve will be end season twelve of Diablo three's ladder will be ending on February eleventh at five PM PST. That is five PM C E. How is that five PM both days?
1: Uh, that's what they said. Oh wait,
0: okay, so it's two separate it's yeah. two separate ends. It's two separate regions, so it's two separate ends. Okay. So it'll be five PM on two eleven, regardless of your time zone of uh US or Europe. I'm assuming they're going to do the same thing with the uh, Asia's regions too, with the uh, SEA region also. Uh, season 13 will be starting on 2-23, so that is February 23rd at 5 p.m. for both Europe and the U.S. and North American regions. So uh, if you are trying to get your Slayer or Conqueror or Conquests completed uh, for that extra ta- uh, stash tab, do it now. <clears throat> Now here's, here's another big one. It's a big one. It's important to me. I'm going to go through it real quick though. So Hearthstone, there is a new ranked ladder system that will be incoming very shortly. So the new system, the current system is basically you start at rank 25 and you work your way up. At the end of the season, you decay all the way back to rank 25 and you gain a series and you gain stars based on your highest level, which then increases, you know, the rank that you start the season at. It will now be you will only decay four ranks at a time. So if you are rank, if you are legend at the end of a season, you'll decay back to rank four. If you are rank five at the end of the season, you'll decay back to rank nine, etc, etc, etc. So you will no longer decay all the way back to the beginning. There will no longer be that long, slow grind up the ladder. Um, it's designed to streamline the ladder grind slightly in addition to providing the new player, providing a better new player experience, which is something that a lot of Hearthstone players, I, I know and I know Savige, I know Kibler talks about it a lot, Toast, Kibler, uh, you know, a lot of people like, a lot of the very people that are very deeply involved in the Hearthstone community are very specifically talked about the new player experience before, um, and this should actually encourage people to play Casually and play in the ranked system uh, as your experience at rank 25 will now be more indicative of playing against actual rank 25 players instead of playing against Razakas priests and Jade Druids uh, at rank 20 like it is currently. Um, So uh, you'll get more players that are newer to the game and have a better have a more similar deck. Because everybody that's actually got the good stuff and actually is climbing and has climbed before in the past uh, will be way up there already. Uh, Also, each rank will now require five stars instead of each tier of ranks requiring a different amount of stars. So the no longer will start you at three stars and then go to four and then five at the very end. All ranks will now require five stars to make. You still will be able to get win streaks, so that's okay. Uh, So the bonus, the prize for the season uh which used to require hitting uh, rank 20 uh by the end of the season it will now only require 5 games of ranked so you have to play 5 ranked matches i believe it's That's pretty cool. I believe it's win. I believe it's 5 wins but i'm not entirely positive i have to double check that one uh but it will now only require 5 wins of any rank to receive your card back for the season. Uh Ben Brode did a fantastic developer insight video on it. Uh go ahead and watch it. It's uh, absolutely amazing.
1: Cool. Yep. Good. Your turn. Go ahead. All right. Here's the storm. Mayev was released, and there is a hero spotlight video with that same dude who does them. Um it's it hasn't been released yet, has she? No. I think that she's on PTR though. I believe. Yes, she's on PTR. Uh, that, I was just trying to make sure that was uh yeah. we had more. No, we she clear has that not one. released uh sorry, the Hero Spotlight video was released. Uh she is there a mobile melee assassin. She has a spammable AoE ability. She has tons of peel and she can chain people to her. So like lock them down if they try to run away they get kind of um uh bungeed back to her. So it's pretty if, interesting. If
0: you if you play if you've ever played Dota, uh my Ev is looking is a lot like Puck, uh in her mobility ability and the lockdown. So like Puck's R is very similar to her E. I think it's I think okay. it's my Ev's E. I don't know who a Puck is, but okay. Uh mm-hmm. LB LB will appreciate the reference and he will understand what I'm talking
1: about. All right, fine. Silent listen silent listener of the show LB. Um in Overwatch there was some um, um, growing pains in the professional scene. There was a few players who got fined. One of them actually got uh, banned for a few games. Um, I won't be mentioning what was actually said, but um, there was a QX uh, XQC, XQC made a kind of uh, sexist comment on his stream and, and homophobic, homophobic not sexist. and ended up getting banned for a few games as a result of that. And there was another player. He was uh,
0: QXC actually was on his personal stream on Twitch Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, made made some comments. And he actually received a four game suspension from the Overwatch League. And I believe it was a $2,000 fine. His team then announced that they were suspending him for the entirety of the first stage. Wow. Of okay. uh, the Overwatch League. So he is, he is actually, they actually like really put the hammer down on him.
1: I'm glad uh, because like, yeah, I mean, you are a professional. What you say in and out of the actual professional games is going to matter now. Um, yep. You know, just like, like <laughs> watch any other professional sport. Um, Profit was also fined for flipping the bird during a game. I saw somebody had made like a poster out of it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they it 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 was like a B camera. It was it was like a B camera.
0: It was a B roll, and it was a B roll camera. And he wasn't aware that he was actually being filmed. Apparently, supposedly, Uh, so he just flips the bird at the camera. And apparently, they were actually on the B roll camera at that time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were live showing the B camera. So uh, yeah, Uh, this Mm. is a group that's generally like FPS players is a group generally not known for high levels of professionalism. Hmm. are they i, don't, I, I don't, don't typically associate professionalism with for, uh, fps i players. haven't
1: watched like other fps games but yeah this is not good news for the first opening month of you know the well no it's League.
0: actually very good news
1: like what well, the, what the reactions yeah. are very yeah. good news the sanctions and what they're doing about it is great um anyway
0: I mean if 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 we want to treat esports as sports like legitimate sport and legitimate enterprise you know we need to have those same sort of standards that uh, other sports hold their players up to Yeah
1: and you can't get the kids in if people are flipping the bird and you know you're finding a player on Twitch after you watch the professional match and watching them play the game and they're saying shit that is not okay um you know, they're trying to get a lot of I mean, obviously. You're,
0: you're not going to get Pop Tarts as your big corporate sponsor if, you know, the entirety is uh, people uh, making homophobic comments and uh, flipping the bird at yeah. the uh, camera screen. Come on, kids, let's get
1: some I mean, Pop Tarts. Just the news of this is going to probably rattle some of the potential sponsors and. They've already picked up quite, they've actually picked up quite, they actually picked
0: up uh, like three big name sponsors recently. I think one of them was uh, actually Sour Patch Kids. Oh my God. I think, I think, I think I remember reading something about that, that they might have picked up Sour Patch Kids as one of their sponsors. Uh, You don't
1: need Sour Patch Kids as a sponsor. They're already eating Sour Patch Kids. Um, Yeah, pretty much. All right. Blizzard World was released, as well as well as what we talked about last week, which was over a hundred new cosmetic items were added to the game in the base loot boxes. So you'll be able to pick these up from normal loot boxes as you level up your characters in Overwatch,
0: um,
1: and that does include uh, the uh, brand
0: new cross-game skins. Uh, so you um, all of the ones that the new skins that are. Uh, like, um, homage is, I guess, your characters are now cosplaying as characters from other Blizzard games. Yeah. So, the, Overwatch like the characters butcher, are cosplaying. Yeah, as- yeah, there's
1: a lot of Diablo themed
0: skins. It was cool. Uh, yeah. Barbarian, Zarya. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> skin. Um, so, StarCraft, uh, real quick, uh, StarCraft, we also saw we have some co op changes incoming. Uh, Horner and Han will be getting some balance changes to prevent the uh, Reaper Raven combination, uh, Composition from being the only correct build that players were playing right now. Because right now pretty much everybody's playing Grouper Raven. That's it.
1: Whatever. Uh, I don't know. What you don't you don't really play no. all that much. You don't really no. play, so um, we did have some Destiny 2 news. Um I'll briefly go over this. The new monarchy won this week or won the faction rally last week, so you can pick up your gun for I think a thousand um gems or whatever the gold's called in that game. Thousand glimmer, glimmer. if you uh if you supported New Monarchy. Mm-hmm. Um If you supported New Monarchy, you get it for a thousand. Yeah, and the other people are fucked. Um the content they have to pay like fifty, I think. The content patch is also coming out next week. We're getting a rework of Iron Banner. So the next time Iron Banner is released, which I think is also soon, there'll be some new guns, a new uh emblem, and some new rewards for that. Masterwork armor is being released. Which you'll be able to actually switch between like mobility or regenerative or um uh restorative Resilient. or resi- resilience. Uh and there will be raid-specific armor mods available. So only like mods you can only get from the raid and will only be active when you are in the raid. The one that they were showing on the screenshot showed that you'd have plus twenty five. Does anybody really care about Destiny 2? <laughs> you'd get like plus 25% like Fire weapon damage or whatever. Does anybody seriously care about Destiny 2 at this uh, juncture? Though? I actually haven't even logged in this week. And I... I haven't logged in in like two yeah, weeks. So... Yeah. I mean, it's... I
0: think I logged in just to do... Just to sign up for Faction Rally. And I was like, eh, I'm just done with this shit now.
1: Yeah. Faction Rally, I thought, was really poorly implemented. And it was like a mystery how you got Faction Rally items. And I only got one of the quests to do something in order to get more faction rally things. So I just kind of put it to the side and didn't play it. So
0: this is me this is me this is me pretending to be everybody about Destiny 2. Uh nobody cares about Destiny 2 anymore. Everybody uh, just eh, whatever. Fuck Destiny 2. Uh I'm done with it. I'm gonna uninstall it at some point. Like I uninstalled Diablo 3. <laughs> Actually, I uninstalled Diablo 3 in a rage, okay? I I, I failed a challenge rift, and I was just like, fuck this, I'm done with this game now. And uh, yeah, I uninstalled Diablo 3. Yeah, and then
1: you started playing Path of Exiles, which is arguably worse. Uh, No, sir, Path of Exile is not.
0: Remember, I I loved Diablo 2, I played a shitload of Diablo 2, so Path of Exile is much closer to Diablo 2 than Diablo 3 was. Okay. So,
1: a little bit of nostalgia. Let's get into the main topic, shall we?
0: Okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, So we got Battle of Azeroth. Uh, So we had a really big uh, water cooler that they did uh, about class design philosophy.
1: Yeah. And the main thing that they said about their philosophy on class design in the Battle for Azeroth is going to be the slogan, Remember what makes us strong. So what they're trying to do is to promote what makes each class unique and kind of highlighting those aspects of the different classes
0: so something that i very specifically mentioned to you when we were discussing this before the show was this is a direct repudiation of the very very at this point long-standing design goal of bring the player not the class which uh is something that we heard a lot of during Wrath of the Lich King because I think that's when um a pretty certain Wrath of the Lich King is when mages got time warp.
1: Okay. Well, before we go into that, let's kind of roll through some of what they talked about in this um article here because I think some of it is interesting and they did kind of yeah, point out now just- why they're doing this. So yeah, let's just
0: make sure we don't spend like thirty
1: minutes just like
0: quoting the yeah. article. Let's kind of like hit the high points. If let's we can. read the
1: article word for word. Okay. Um. the The one thing that they're saying is they're emphasizing uniqueness amongst the classes, especially when it comes to utility. And utility, to me, is like the stuff that you're not doing when you're like healing or damaging stuff. So like stuns and roots and um polymorphs yep. or time bloodlust yeah all that other jazz battle res things like yep. that yeah that's all utility yep and they're trying to give each class a very you know unique spin or have some distinction among them Um, and they're also working with the content design team so that like world quests or dungeons or raids would be able to you know highlight certain features of certain classes so like that class would do well on a certain fight or a certain quest or something I'm assuming,
0: which is interesting yeah. it's interesting, but I can already i like there are already people flipping their absolute shit about this because they've spent the last ten years telling us, bring the player, not the class, bring the player, not the class. Oh, I just hit my damn mic <laughs> um they they're telling us to bring the player, not the class, and now all of a sudden it's bring the class, not the well, player. Or bring the utility Hmm. ability, not the
1: the player. There's a difference between not being able to do something outright versus this player excels in this fight or does better than another player in this fight. You know? They're not saying that, like, okay, we're going to make a raid boss where, like, you need this ability, and if you don't have it, you can just forget raiding (laughs) on this tier. Like, just turn around and walk out.
0: I mean that, that, that there were there were tiers that were like that back in the past. Uh, Maru, especially in uh, BC Sunwell, uh, Maru, I think was pretty much uh, Muru was uh shamans shamans across the fucking board. You needed a million shamans for that fight. Uh, I think it was for the chain healing
1: effects. And you needed um, and you needed a dwarf to do anti. Fears in some kind of vanilla you needed fear wards. Yeah, fear wards
0: uh, for uh, for alliance. You had to have like dwarf priests there for fear wards. Like it was okay. It wasn't a hundred percent necessary, but it was pretty necessary. It made fights a lot easier. Like Anixia. Okay. It made like the Anixia fight a lot easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, it's just like it. it, 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 it it's a direct repedi- uh, repudiation of the the. The philosophy of bring the player, not the class. I mean... uh, Which, I mean, I'm okay with. I like the thought of having uniqueness. Like, the class is actually having uniqueness.
1: They're talking specifically about utility. I mean, and they're talking about some of the main abilities of that class. Like, in terms of... Like, they... Healing.
0: They might... be within like a 1% Delta of each other in terms of DPS. But if one class can do something that, you know, is broken for a fight, you are going to have the stacking situation back how it used to be. And I'm okay with that. I'm alright with that. I never had a problem with that. I actually got sat quite often Mm -hmm. because, you know, because of stack fights. I got sat quite a few times. I actually made a couple of characters specifically to level four stack fights. Mm -hmm. Um and to gear up for stack fights but i mean i don't mind it because at the same time it's like uh, right now everybody equally floats at the same level i'd like the opportunity to shine sometimes okay i I would like the opportunity to you know it's like oh well on this fight we need a divine protection we need hand of protections Paladins, mount up <laughs> you know, I, I would, I, I'd like that thought and, you know, it, it's really interesting. Uh, I, I like, I like it when they take the opportunity to give, you know, certain classes, something that's unique and, you know, it might have some benefit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like when it adds like an edge. I don't like when you feel like you need that. I think they're going to find that line where, you know, If you bring that player with that certain ability, that's great. I'm glad that they've, you know, were in the group at the time or whatever. But if they make it, you know, too far the other direction and you feel like you can't do something without a certain ability, then I think it it feels bad. So, like, I think about, like, the Varimathras fight that we're facing now on Taurus, where, you know, the tank gets a debuff where you can't heal them, but something like a shield still works. And, you know, I've thought about, you know, going discipline a number of times because I would have more of an ability to shield and protect that Tang from dying than being able to just heal them as a holy spec. So I don't know, I, you know, to feel like you need something and don't have it feels extremely bad, especially when it's not like, oh, I can just like switch a talent and have that ability. It's like, wow, I have to go level up a completely different spec that I haven't been using and you know, that's what I need to switch to in order to make this fight work. Like that well, feels horrible. That,
0: yes. But that, that, that's, that's against, that's not quite what they're talking about specifically. Like they, they put a, they make a really good example in one of the next paragraphs. Um, so, uh, pursuing this goal will likely involve adding some new abilities or re-adding previously removed abilities uh, from the various prunes that they've done in the past to give classes a more unique signature when needed. Uh, this will also likely involve reining in the, ve- the availability of certain utility types, especially those that are so widespread that they rarely provide meaningful contrast between classes. A notable example is AOE stuns. Uh, it's area of effect stuns. Some of the most powerful utility that exists are so abundant that most groups have at least one or two different AoE stuns. As a result, decision-making around that tool is often less about what would be best used and more about avoiding overlap with other stuns. Not only does this sometimes drown out the importance of other crowd control in dungeons, it also means that bring, that a class bringing an AoE stun to the group is not a major strategy-defining asset that it should be uh our goal is to is that whatever powerful kind of utility a class brings it's something that group will the group that will be happy to have added to their toolbox as they approach a the challenge so right now like uh what what is it uh, elemental uh, fury or whatever it is is the shaman a o e stun mm-hmm. and you've got uh i think priest has an yes. a o e stun at the moment mind bomb. too uh mind bomb and other stuff like that you have all these a o e stuns i mean that used to be something that you know only um Oh God, who was it that had AOE stuns back in the day? Um, I actually don't think anybody really did. Um, smoke bomb, you had the disorient. Uh, this, that, that really wasn't a stun, though. I, it, it's it, long story short. This is an ability that's really important, but it's not something that defines a run. It's not something necessary for a run for a group. Yeah, but at the same time, it, the presence of it makes it is is something that shifts the meta of the group around
1: yeah i mean i like the ability to say like well we don't have this ability but we have this other ability and we could potentially use that instead because we don't have an aoe stun available to us so you know mm-hmm. when i'm thinking about specifically an aoe stun i'm thinking about a crowd control effect where maybe you might want to root some things or shackle some things and pull slower than just trying to stun everything out and kill everything all at once, depending on what type of player you have in your group or what class you have in your group. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're making a decision more on the toolkit that you have available to you rather than, well, everybody has this and just somebody do it so that it happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's um...
1: like, if they do that, I, I would be for that idea. But You know, within like even a dungeon group, which is even a smaller pool of people to, you know, pull from, you want to make sure that somebody in your group has the ability to CC, someone has the ability to heal or tank or damage. You know, like there, it has to be made up within that group composition. And it can't be something like, oh, well, no one in our group has the ability to stun something. So I guess fuck this. We'll just turn around and walk out the door. Yeah. So yeah i mean it's it would be interesting to get back to that point where okay, I don't have this certain ability like um we're doing one of the fights Coven, and in that you have like a wall of mobs moving forward, and you have to crowd control some of them so that you can like slip by a gap that you've made and like l b has an ability as a monk to be able to like put something on the ground that they can't walk past, so like he does that, and we can easily skate by. When he's not in the group or we're I'm in like a pug group, then somebody's gotta root something, or someone has to, you know, do another type of, you know, stun or rooting effect to make sure that we can slip by and, and get done the fight. I like that you have to have someone who has that type of ability and there are multiple different abilities that are that work. Um but mm-hmm. it would be interesting, like if you <laughs> you know, if they were Something that was undead, then I would be able to like shackle one and we could do the same thing. But you Mm -hmm. know, you have to look at who you have in your group. You need to assess what abilities you have. You need to pick one or pick someone and dedicate them to do that thing so that you guys can live. I like having to strategize like that. And I think that that's maybe what they're going for instead of, well, everybody has this one type of ability. So let's just make sure that somebody does it so that we can get through you know, the dungeon or the raid or whatever.
0: Yeah. So that's exactly what they're saying is that, uh, they're trying to design this in such a way that you're not going to assume you always have this one ability. Mm-hmm. So like this, this one ability is the only key that opens this lock. Right. That is this, this, this problem inside the dungeon or inside the raid or whatever. What they're saying is that it's okay not to always have the same set of keys. There's lots of different locks that you could turn. Mm hmm. So why don't you try turning a different lock this time as opposed to the lock that you always use?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like thinking about it like you have a lock on a door, but, you know, some people might be able to open the door. Some people might be able to pickpocket the door. Some people might break down the door. You know, there's different ways to get through that problem instead of just everybody has a lock and we're just picking someone to open it.
0: Everybody has the right, key. You right. know, everybody has the exact same key. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I I mean, that feels like a lot of what they're talking about is that there's a lot of different methods to get to the same answer. But the problem is, is that all the methods are exactly the same right now. Right. Because everybody has all the same abilities. You have you have things like bloodlust and heroism spread across multiple classes. At this point, there's three classes in total that can bloodlust or heroism. Plus, you have drums from leather workers, Mm -hmm. which is a shittier version, but it's not that much shittier. Um. You know, you've, you've got situations with battle reses. You've got uh, multiple battle reses at this point. Um, I mean, th- this whole thing is just... The way that this whole thing has worked at this point is that they have been very, very conscious about making sure that no one class shines in any one situation. Well, guess what? Sometimes some people like me, I like the thought of, you know, a certain class shining. That might mean, yeah, hey, I might get sat or I might, you know... Uh, I, I might be asked to reroll or something like that. I don't have to, I don't have to, because guess what? That same problem could possibly be solved with something that I do specifically, like say uh, as a paladin, you know, they've got a, there's something where, you know, you need a, uh, you need a temporary move speed buff. Well, paladins have a temporary move speed buff, but you know, it's a situation where, you know, you have to buff somebody else's move speed also. Well, guess what? I have Hand of Freedom, which you know, one of my talents does increase the uh, does give them a uh, move speed buff when I cast Hand of Freedom on somebody.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, I it could be it could be a replacement for a sprint in some situations. So it's it's stuff. It's just little stuff. It's not major things, but in some cases it will be major things because they're they're seriously talking about this bringing. I, I think we might be overreacting just slightly to with us saying that it's like it's going away from bringing the player not the class to big class not the player. I think we're kind of I think a lot of people are kind of overreacting on that. But yeah. I, I think that there will be meaningful choices to be made relating to classes.
1: Yeah, I feel like you know they had certain abilities. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry about that. They had certain abilities that they saw that everyone was using, like um. Time Warp or something like that, right? Where you have like a momentary Mm -hmm. haste buff for everyone. And they said, well, well, people are bringing mages so that they have that ability. Let's give this to other classes so that they also have that ability because everyone seems to be using it. And I feel like they did that with a bunch of different skills in the game so that, Mm -hmm. you know, we kind of have this like, you know, the butter has been spread across the uh, bread now. But... Mm-hmm. What what I hope, hopefully what this means is that they're approaching it from like, we have this problem, this problem could be solved in multiple ways. Let's give people different ways to solve that problem. So, and you know, you're, you're kind of flipping on, on its head instead of saying, well, here's an ability that everyone uses and we'll just give it to everybody to let's look at this problem. Let's see how different people could solve it. If you know, you had this mix of players or that mix of players, they could solve it in a different way than some other mix. And like, you could actually have a dungeon where you're going through it in a different way or solving the problems in a different way, depending on what composition you have in the group. So I I really hope they're moving in that direction. Um, And, you know, maybe this comment that they've made about working more closely with the content team helps to kind of, you know, talk about problems and solutions instead of like, Here's an ability. Let's just give it to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, that would be interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, real quick,
1: uh, want to go over the artifact information uh, that they talents. got in the Dev Water Cooler? Oh, so talents. Um, they did speak a little yeah. bit about talents. They said that largely this whole system is going to remain the same, but um, you know, instead of looking at a talent that's like, here's a really good single target talent, or here's a really good multi target talent like they're looking more at how the talents affect the pacing of your rotation and making sure that you have a smooth rotation and it's not like press a bunch of buttons and then have them go on cool down for a while and then press them again later. So it sounds like Uh they're looking at the talents and trying to smooth out rotations. And they made similar um, comments in the artifact section where it's mainly based on how well does your rotation feel And are you doing things on a consistent basis throughout the fight instead of doing some things and then not doing like having big lulls of time where you're just not doing anything?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I I very strongly think that they're going to be that uh, the biggest thing that's going to be going on is going to be with the, uh, with the talent system and how the artifact talents that we had for our artifact talent tree are going to affect the, the existing talent trees, because there's a lot of stuff that there are things in there in the artifact trees that, pretty much at this point have to be baked in. Well, no, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, no, there's a lot of (laughs) stuff that has to be baked
1: in. I think they'll they'll look at it specifically. And, you know, the note they say here is looking at the pacing of it and how well did that artifact talent affect the pacing. Um, so if they do find something that helps to smooth out a rotation, then I think it'll definitely get added in. And, you know, they specifically say the bar is extremely high for, or, the bar is high for a talent becoming permanent, so they're not just going to make everything and a permanent talent they're, and bake I, it into I, the
0: I, main. With paladins, there's a lot of stuff that's going to need to be baked in. I can tell you that right now, as a paladin main for a long time, there's a lot of stuff that's going to have to be baked in because there's a lot of utility and a lot of abilities that they that the our artifacts for our various specs gave us that were in dire need up till this point. Mm
1: yeah I don't know. I mean, you yeah. have to remember that they're still doing their the azerite armor, and there will be like quote mm-hmm. talents baked into the azerite armor that you can choose from, so that will mm-hmm. give them some space to potentially add some of the stuff they had in the artifact talents or the artifact traits into the azerite armor um and they also say just after that too.
0: That said, various specs will likely see one or two familiar traits from their artifacts showing up in their talent tree in
1: Balfour. Exactly, because they can't figure out how to get it into the either the base tree or they're just like putting it in there. No,
0: no, 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 no. no. What that no what the, what that is specifically saying is that they various specs will see one or two traits from their artifacts show up in their actual talent trees. Okay, that's not talking about the Azerite armor. That's talking about specifically their talent okay, trees. Okay. Yeah. So there are classes that, you know, it's going to be necessary for. And I, that like some parts of like specs, mm-hmm. there are some paladin specs where some of the shit is just absolutely vital.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting in for them opinion, to be able least. to really create a space for themselves where they could experiment with talents in the actual game and not just like, let's put this on the PTR for a month and see what happens. Um, and I'm glad that they are pulling some of those things into the actual talent trees and, you know, I'm sure some of that will show up as like traits in Azerite armor as well. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult balancing act to figure out what they take and put it into the game permanently versus what do they just kind of say? Oh, that was a good fun experiment and never shows up again ever again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like like so, putting like a heel on mm-hmm. leap of faith. That was a real fucking great idea, guys. Like. No, yeah, let's just pull the tank out of position, <laughs> but it heals you. I
0: kept trying to well, is the, there's also a reverse there's a glyph of reversal for it I, yeah let's let's either, we either draw take the tank out of you know melee range or you know we jump into melee range all of a sudden. You know,
1: I tried to tell people a few times and like actually use it when like you know here's somebody who's in danger, and I'm pulling them out to like you know heal them because. You took
0: me away from my DPS rotation. Exactly,
1: like my talent, the talent that they put in, like, gives it a pretty decent heal, like twenty or thirty percent of their health. It's not, it's like, it's, it's not an insignificant. No, it's a really decent heal with the talent. But no one wants to be fucking drug out of position ever in their lives. You know, the only time I'm using it is when people are standing in bad and they, you know, don't realize it or whatever. Um, I don't know. it's (laughs) that one in particular i'm just like "Mm, really guys like now people are bitching at me even more thank you congratulations you made the most annoying ability in the game even more annoying (laughs) even after you nerfed it well you took an annoying ability and you made it actually like somewhat useful so that i would use it more and annoy people more (laughs) Oh, man. Um,
0: so th- these are the broad philosophy. This, this is the very end of the article that they gave out, uh, by the way. So these are the broad philosophies that are guiding our design in Battle for Azeroth. Uh, and we were deliberately light on sharing specific examples of change, which are still in a state of flux at this stage. We welcome a community discussion on the principles we've outlined and look forward to delving into detail and in specific changes as we move forward with our alpha testing in the near future. Yeah. So it, it, they're, they're trying to build a, a, a dialogue.
1: Yeah, I mean, my um, thesis to this whole discussion is that if we can start talking about problems and solving problems with different talents or abilities, I think that can bring a really interesting aspect to the game, either in this expansion or future expansions.
0: I can agree with that. Um, Don't give everyone the same key. (laughs) Yeah, I think that kind of covers... That, that
1: whole sort of topic i think we did pretty good on that yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, be interested to see what so, chris's
1: thoughts are next week
0: yes very interested so uh real quick uh you know uh do you have any sort of don't do thats or do
1: thats this week um really quick um hmm i want to bring up something about the fun run i just can't think of anything very you know good or bad about it i mean mm-hmm. i think it's it's like kind of the first time for me participating in an ongoing pug group, and it is just crazy different than what you're used to in a typical you oh, know, yeah. raid group.
0: People drop in and out. There, there's like yep. people talking all the goddamn time. Nobody yep. gives a shit. Pe- people aren't raid ready. People just pull. It's just like ha ha ha. It's all for fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people definitely take the word fun loosely and are you know complete assholes about it, and then other people actually say, yeah, this is cool. I'm gonna jump in. And then, you know, there's people playing classes or p- people playing either characters or specs they're not used to. And, you know, that brings its own dynamics. I mean, I think one of the ways that one of the good things that we're doing to mitigate that is we're not playing the exact current content like we're doing this on, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tumas Argaris right now and we were doing it on night hold it felt a lot better on night hold than it does to Sargeras. like just being one raid tier back it's you know we're getting you know we're having wipes we're doing this like the the whole reason that we um named the fun room the fun run group quote beyond farm is because that's what it was like someone said oh we got this on farm and then um gooth was like no this is beyond farm i'm like yeah that's what we need to name this group so um yeah, it just doesn't feel that way when you're, you know, one tier back and have people who aren't familiar with the stuff they're doing. It's just a little bit it's it's not I won't say it's not fun, but it's just um it's a bit more stressful than I thought it was gonna be.
0: Uh you have to just kind of loosen up about it. You gotta just like you you've already farmed this content, you're already done yeah. with it. Just have fun with it, dude. Yeah.
1: And it's it's really cool that like, you know, we're going in with people who don't get to do this very often and we're taking them through that content and some people are getting their achievements for the boss kills and other people are like hey that was really cool like invite me next week like i'll totally do that again that and um just to kind of be kind of taken through that experience i think is like makes me feel good as a human to like do something like that for someone who wouldn't be able to get it get to do it otherwise and I was actually like looking for you online last night to see if you would come and join mm-hmm. us because it was actually pretty fun.
0: I, I might. I might. Mm-hmm. Um, last night I, I I went to sleep a little early. So, um, but yeah, I, I might. That's actually something that, you know, that's kind of interesting. It's something I used to do a lot. Yeah, and so, it, you know, uh, I used to run those all yeah, the time. Yeah,
1: like um, a few weeks ago, like friend of the show, Vince. We took him through Nighthold, and, you know, we were just stomping every fight because, you know, people were totally out geared for it. Um, But it was the first time that he actually went in and saw those fights. And like, it made me feel kind of nostalgic having done it for (laughs) months and months on end, you know, Um, Mm. to see somebody else come in and, you know, with fresh eyes and be able to like, wow, that's really cool. Or, you know, I didn't get, you know, I never saw this before. Because like it's just like any zone you go into in World of Warcraft that you haven't been in, like you like you guys have it different because you've seen every zone and you've done every you know Mm -hmm. piece of content, almost everything at this point. So you don't get to go (laughs) into like you know old Siliphus or um what's the dungeon there, Anchorage, and and be like wow this is so cool like I never saw this before. The architecture is completely different than what I've seen in other zones and. Why is everything so low poly and shitty looking? (laughs) Not the low poly and shitty looking, but just different and unique and something that you've never seen Mm -hmm. before. And it's like the game that I play, you know, almost on a daily freaking basis and seeing something that you've never seen or done before is like really, really cool. So um Yeah, it's all this shit that you've never done before. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And especially yeah, for those no,
0: Definitely I will I'll, I'll if I'm online one night and y'all are doing it, I might join with
1: yeah. you. I might come with well, you. Well this this weekend we might want to do some Black Temple because that is part of the time walking event that's available this week. Nope. Nope. I've <laughs> been there and done that. <laughs> Nope, not after last time. Okay, the don't do that. Then is um, don't go AFK and not tell people and find yourself getting booted out of the raid group.
0: <laughs> he wasn't AFK. He was just muted. No, he was AFK. He was AFK for like a. Mi- he was AFK for like two minutes and then he came back, but he wasn't talking or interacting with anybody. He was just kind of running around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He was AFK and he got his ass booted. All right. Anyway, what about um, you,
0: my, uh, uh I've got a. Uh, Oh God, what was it? I, I was going to say something. Um, shit. shit, shit, shit. Oh yeah. Don't do that. Um, don't do that. Don't completely nerf a toy because butt hurt people in the, uh, in, in, uh, in the bank and in the auction house, bitch and moan about it. I'm looking at you people who complained about Piccolo, the flame, uh, the flaming, whatever, flaming fire, whatever <laughs> it was. Um, I can't make people dance anymore. It only affects people in my group.
1: You know, that toy was annoying been, and still remains people, being annoying, even in a raid group.
0: Um, yes, in a raid group, but I can't make 100 people randomly dance inside of an auction house anymore, which makes me very sad.
1: Hmm. I don't know about this. I, one. I mean,
0: that that, that that thing has existed since Vanilla. You know, Okay, it's
1: very disappointing. It actually did cause a buff to the neutral silencer toy or whatever. Neural silencer. But that thing should have been something that isn't disposable in the first place. And then we probably wouldn't have this problem. Snowflake. Why wouldn't you be able to just use Uh, that and not have it disappear? And then you wouldn't have people complaining about, you know, oh, this guy made me dance. Snowflake. No, you're not listening to me. No, like <laughs> you could actually put on something or if you could put a, a buff on that protected you from that then people wouldn't complain about it and you would have your ability to make people dance you just wouldn't make me dance because but i why, wouldn't want to why,
0: what is the problem what is the problem with just da- with your character dancing that all you have to do is hit the space the bar problem to in the guild
1: group is that i'm fucking eating and i have a 10 second cooldown, and someone always presses that fucking button when I'm eating and I don't get my box. Okay, so
0: you, you have you have to you have to That is the only reason I, to, I care. But you're you're still eating while you're no, standing. You're not that's the problem, is that when that effect hits nope. you, you still eat. You are still it eating. Stops it. No, it does not. Albie? It does not stop you from consuming <laughs> It does not stop you from finishing up your thing. It used to back in the day. And then they changed how buffs process and uh effects that force you to stand. I don't know. All right. It you will still continue eating. You just have to wait the other like three seconds until you uh get your buff and then you can jump off and you know stop dancing. All right. So you serve <sighs> okay. a snowflake and you can yeah. go fuck yourself. All right. I, I'm trying to sound like as Nikolai as I can as russian well, as there i was
1: can a, maybe it was the toy that makes you cheer maybe that's the toy that prevents uh no There like none of those things forced you to stop uh, we're gonna have to do like, a like a broke uh after a show.
0: we will have to take all a look right. at some point all right that's gonna be it for the show this week folks talk to us at any point during the week you can find us on twitter the show is at azeroth ctc mr kevin over here is at swing cat that's with a k uh mr chris is at akari underscore mag he is also uh somewhere face down in a gutter regretting his life decisions and i am at gavril that's two eyes one l underscore et you can email the show at azarossctc at gmail.com you can visit the website Shoot choose a review on soundcloud stitcher itunes wherever you may find your podcast please give us all the uh all the love and affection uh all your love and and tell me that you care. Uh so uh say uh good night, boys. Good night.